Welcome to the Retrospective Perspective with Jeremy Ariel Diaz. I want to thank you for tuning in and checking out what I have to say on pop culture and art and its debt to itself. And today, I'll be introducing to you yet another series of episodes I'll be doing periodically, this time monthly. So ideally, I plan to talk about two recent releases and one old one. It could change from month to month. Yeah, I want to do something more regular where I just kind of get a chance to talk about some releases that stood out to me for whatever reason, whether they're really good or just really interesting and so on and so forth. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm trying to I'm kind of trying to have a running theme with the names of my episodes, you know, like Let It Spin, Got in the Grooves, January's Dead Wax. You know, they're all references to, to vinyl records <laughs> in case in case you didn't notice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if my my titles are, are are I'm thinking too hard about them, but I don't know. I think it's still the, the titles of my episodes of my series still have a nice ring to it. Probably the least inventive title r- regarding my podcast is the podcast name itself, <laughs> the retrospective perspective. But anyways, uh, January's Dead Wax. Um, next month will be February's dead, dead Wax, March's Dead Wax, and so on and so forth. It's it's literally just an episode, a monthly episode of where, where I get a chance to talk about some monthly favorites. So the first release I want to talk about, and this actually came out at the very, very end of December, Ali and AJ's potential breakup song, Explicit Version. So Ali and AJ re-recorded their hit song um, from the mid-2000s, Potential Breakup Song. Now, for those of you who don't know, maybe some older listeners or maybe younger ones, Ali and AJ were um, Disney stars. They were on the Disney Channel. I know Allison Mashaka, she starred in Fill the Future. And AJ, she... Um, she was in a couple movies with Allison. They did like also Disney movies as well. Or at least I there's only one that I could remember that they both did, which was Cowbells. This is literally off the top of my head. Uh, which was Cowbells. I remember that. And I know but Allison Mashaka, she was in a couple movies. She was in that magic movie. Um Now You See It, I think. This is literally I can't I can't believe this is all coming to my head just just um off the cuff. Um she was in Now You See It. And she was in Fill the Future. But, you know, they were basically Disney Disney Channel um, sweethearts. And they also, just like every other Disney star, they did both acting but also singing. And they were actually really talented. I believe they also wrote their own songs. Um, from the Off the top of my head, they had Into the Rush, which is a great song. Oh, they had Chemicals React, which is another great song. And then they had, obviously, Potential Breakup Song, which is just a banger. So they they re-release they re-recorded the song at the end of last month and they added a couple curse words, you know, so it's essentially the same lyrics, but they literally swap out there's three instances where they swap out a word for a curse word, but it's essentially the same exact song. Except that they also kind of revamped the production a little bit. It's the same melody, same arrangement. Just the production quality is a bit is a bit fresher. 
And I was so surprised to hear how well it holds up. And it's not just because of their revamped production, because they really just they they added maybe an extra layer of something. It just sounds a bit fuller and uh, there's a bit more of an aggressive tone to it, which makes sense because it's an explicit version, a more adult version. I listened to both versions back to back, the original and the the revamped one, and there's not really that much difference other than uh, the revamped one has a bit a bit more of a punch. There's a bit more of a punch, uh, and it sounds more the the sound is more full. It's fuller, so I kind of like the new one a bit better. And of obviously, curse words are fun. <laughs> you know, it the internet went crazy. Twitter was blowing up. They were trending. I think for two days, I, if, I, if I recall correctly, um, at least on my trending page, not just that specific demographic of um, girls and gays, um, but I saw also a lot of like straight guys who I personally know really enjoy the revamped version. My brother was one of them who posted it to his Facebook and was like, this goes hard. <laughs> like what? And a couple of his like other friends commented as well. Uh, I guess we're older now, but maybe growing up, there was a bit of stigma to like pop songs sung by girls. But, you know, we're older now. We can get past that uh, internalized misogyny and enjoy a good song for what it is. I was happy to see that. And I kind of appreciate this release because I think for the last in the last decade, literally, Everything in media surrounded nostalgia. There was reboots of movies, reboots of shows, retellings of things, making uh, movies and in, into into shows and, and making books into shows and movies, uh, reunion tours and so on and so forth, uh, comeback albums, things like that. Because nostalgia was selling, you know, real hot in the last decade. It still does, but I think it's died down a bit. So I kind of appreciate Ali and AJ releasing this now, not when it was like the the most lucrative thing to do, because they they probably could have done this five years ago when it was like all the hype for just bands to, to cut to get back together and things like that and release new music. But I kind of like this because mm, it shows that they did it because they genuinely wanted to and they probably really loved the song. Um, I haven't seen much of what they've said, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of appreciate that that they did it now. And for me, it, it also makes it special because as opposed to having an an influx of a bunch of different songs to listen to from nostalgic bands and singers, they kind of like stand out. I don't know. It's kind of special. It's like a little a little gem to end the year with and to start the new year. They really did this well. I I saw nothing but great reviews online from different publications from what was trending i didn't see not one bad thing said about it and that makes me very happy i hope that means that ali and aj will come back together for a full-blown album if it sounds anything like this i think it'll it will be a, a smash hit because it holds up so well it holds up so well and it's funny because a l- I, I was thinking about this recently uh, regarding other Disney stars' music, like Hilary Duff, I've always thought her music holds up well. For example, um, "Come Clean," that song could have been released today, last year, the year before that, and it would just seamlessly play with other songs that are popular nowadays. Um, also, I I just got a, a HomePod Mini recently, 
I it, it's fun because I now I get to utilize my Apple Music playlist a bit more and like the stations that that are curated just for me. So I had it playing a station like my like Jeremy Diaz station or whatever. Um and it's awesome. And out of nowhere, uh Hillary Duff's The Beat of My Heart comes on while I'm working out. And I'm like this thing holds up today. <laughs> like I was so shocked. And then I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race a few weeks ago. It was the premiere episode of the season and Lindsay Lohan's Rumors was a lip sync song and I was like <laughs> take a shot for every time I say this holds up. But honestly like it it I don't know what it was about I don't know what it is or was about mid 2000s music that could seamlessly fit into the radio or onto playlists nowadays um it could be that that sound that that particular sound is making a comeback today so it flows a little bit better you know you have Dua Lipa with her uh throwback disco sounds which is very reminiscent of like Kylie Minogue who was popular in the 2000s and uh, like Madonna's Confessions which was popular in the 2000s there was like this like resurgence of disco it was like ne- I don't know what you would call it neo disco or something or post 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 disco but in the 2000s there was like a disco a disco a pop disco boom and i guess like Dua Lipa's doing that now and and other artists um i know Kylie Minogue's released an album of, in the similar vein um you know she's an OG and she she did her thing so it could be that just music nowadays is referential to that time period so music from that time flows well now but you know it it, it could be a number of things but yeah, 2000s pop music, I'm like now wanting to just uh, dive into that that time period, which I don't usually do. Um, but all in all, I'd love to see Ali and AJ make a uh, comeback and release more music like this, even if it's just a bunch of self-covers. Okay, so this next release, funny enough, it's also, I, I didn't plan this at all, but funny enough, it's also by a Disney Channel star from a different time period fast forward 10 years after or maybe even 15 um so not my generation of disney i'm not too familiar with her luckily i had my correspondent gen z niece break some things down for me regarding this this next um topic so i'm talking about olivia rodrigo's driver's license which came out at the start of this month and has broke numerous streaming records um i heard of the title about a week ago I heard of, you know, I heard of the buzz regarding the song. Um, And then when I saw that it broke all these records, I made an an Instagram post about it yesterday. I was like, okay, let me take a listen to the song. And, you know, the song, how could I word this? Um, I don't know what about the song is causing it to break such records because it isn't paving a new a new path in any kind of way you know it's it's very reminiscent of Billie Eilish it sounds kind of like I love you from her first and last album so you know I was trying to ponder uh what about the song you know is is causing people to to stream it in hordes so you know I po- I made my Instagram post and I was like okay I'll I'll l- continue listening to the song a, a bit literally like within the hour um i i i get a visit from my niece and i'm hanging out with her and i mentioned to her the song and she was like oh yeah the the reason it's it's breaking all those streams is because of the drama surrounding it she had she was privy to the entire situation i said okay i have no idea what who these people you're mentioning are 
<laughs> I don't know who this Olivia is. Um, please, please, please break this down for me. So she broke it down for me. Essentially, uh, there was some drama between her and another Disney Channel star. So Olivia Rodrigo is the star of, um, or she what she starred in. I'm not sure if she's still on the show, Bizarre Vark. Um, like I said, not my generation of Disney Channel, but I know that my niece used to watch it. And I know that she's in the Disney Plus, the Disney Plus uh, High School Musical series. And I believe she and a co-star, what's his name, Joshua Bassett, there were rumors that they had a fling. And this is all alleged. This is all hearsay. He said, she said. This is literally just rumors. Um, it's alleged that he uh, hooked up with her when she was underage. I believe that he might be involved with uh, um, Sabrina Carpenter, who's also a Disney Channel star. And there's a bit of drama between the two now. Olivia pretty much references uh, Sabrina Carpenter. And this guy, for um, I, I think it's, there's physical descriptions of, of him going to a new girl with blonde hair and so on and so forth. And then Joshua Bassett released a song called Lie, 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 which is believed to be a response to her uh, um, driver's license. And then Sabrina Carpenter also released a song called Skin, which makes direct references to Olivia's song. So it's a bunch of like drama that I I know nothing about and I kind of don't care about. You know, I care about the music. I haven't heard Skin or Lie, Lie, Lie. Not going to lie. I don't think I will um I, I don't really have interest to at the moment that could change but driver's license I heard it's a, it's a good song you know and that's really what matters and I'm happy that she's breaking all these streaming records so the records were she had the most streams in a single day on Spotify so that was I believe 14 million in a day she also broke the record for um, most Spotify streams in a week uh, with 80 million streams and then she also broke the record for the fastest song on Spotify to reach 200 million streams. And it's only been out since January 8th. So who knows how many more records it will break. The fact that I knew nothing about these people, I didn't know anything about the song until I, you know, I was, I literally went and I actively searched any music news, what what's charting, you know, any records broken. And I, I found that. And the fact that the song, I don't really see why. I don't want to say that it's not special, but, you know, I, I, I find it a bit derivative. Not that it's a bad song. It's just a bit derivative of, of things that I've heard already. You know, the fact that I don't get any of this makes me feel like I'm getting kind of old. And the fact that my the fact that my niece, I'm only 27, by the way, but like I'm just a uh, out of touch, I guess. But, you know, the fact that my niece broke had to break everything down for me, I was like, wow, okay, like, that's a thing. But now I will be uh, referring to my niece when it comes to um, younger artists. Hopefully I can keep up. And then lastly, I want to touch very quickly on an older song that I rediscovered. So I knew of this song back in the day. I rediscovered it, fell in love with it again, and I'm excited to share about it. So it's a song, it's a Japanese song, by the way, um, called um, Imasugu Hoshii. And that means like, I want you now, or I want it now, something like that. And it's by the band called Sugar Soul. And it's a neo-soul, borderline trip-hop kind of song um, that was released in about 1998. 
in Japan and it was a hit. The way I heard about it was through um, a cover of the song. So I'm a huge fan of Kodakumi. She's a Japanese singer. She's been active since 2000. Um, and she still makes music today yearly. Um, she's one of my favorite, favorite artists. We share the same birthday, November 13th. Um, but she's awesome. Great vocalist, great songwriter, amazing performer. She's deemed or she's deemed herself the queen of live in Japan. And it's a title that's pretty much stuck. She covered the song back in 2006. Uh, it was part of a this little project she did. It was it was the tw- like 12 Days of Christmas single project. She essentially released a new single once per week, starting from uh, sometime in December of 2005 and ending 12 weeks later. Each single went to the top 10, I believe. In Japan, it, it was a pretty big deal. And then uh, she basically compiled all the singles into a compilation album. And it, I think it was like the second best selling album of the year of 2006. And one of the songs, one of the singles that was part of the project was um, Imasugu Hoshii. She basically stayed very true to the original. However, the original by Sugar Soul, I think Sugar Soul's original version of the song, it has a smoother sound. Like I said, it has a bit more of a trip-hop sound, whereas Kodakumi's has more of a an R&B, uh, just a straightforward R&B sound. And I think literally it's just because the the original version is slowed down by just like uh, by a f- just a few tempos and it, it gives it a more of a sultry feeling kodakumi's version is amazing i love it she adds her own uh, um the song itself is the same but there's a, a rap breakdown in the original she basically did a, a completely new version of that section but i was happy to see that the original sugar soul version is on apple music along with Sugar Soul's Greatest Hits album. Now, I haven't heard Sugar Soul's version in, I'm gonna say, 12 years, more or less, probably even more than that, 12 or 13 years. So I I rediscovered it when I, uh, I was listening to Kodakumi's version. I think I went to search for the song on Apple Music or something because I wanted to see if the instrumental was on there. And then I saw Sugar Soul's version as well and their whole album's there so i'm very excited their music is very very neo soul um it's it's japanese neo soul which is amazing it's just like i said borderline trip hop uh which is my favorite kind of genre uh so that is uh something i rediscovered uh this month and there we have it that's all i wanted to discuss on today's episode thanks for listening make sure to follow the retrospective perspective on twitter instagram facebook and youtube for all updates regarding new episodes and to join in on the conversation. 